السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ
co-founder of the Gift of the Givers Foundation, director of Gift of the Givers Caroline Counseling Project, has, alhamdulillah, accepted my invitation to be a guest today on Radio Islam International, and inshallah, she will give us some guidance. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Sister Zora, and how are you today? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Bibi Aisha, to you and to all the listeners of Radio Islam. Alhamdulillah, a beautiful day here in Peter Maritzburg. Shukran, alhamdulillah. So, Ara, with your extensive experience and your expertise on the topic, divorce, like we know, is difficult for the two people involved as well as the children. Can you please explain why parents need to speak to their young children, even their teenage children, about what's happening and when do you recommend this should be done? So, uh, you are right. It's very difficult for the two people while they're navigating this whole thing. But I think the casualty or the... um, uh, collateral damage is always the children. So it is important that um, we, we start with the moment the parents uh, know that they're going to make that decision, they've got to start informing their children. Now, young children may not fully grasp the concept of divorce. And they may be confused or scared by the changes that are happening around them. Uh, Explaining the situation to them helps them to understand what is happening. And it provides a foundation for coping with the changes that are happening at the moment. And that will follow during the divorce and after the divorce. Uh, Children may come up, as you mentioned in your introduction, that... uh, You know, they have their own uh, explanations for the changes in the family. And if they're not provided with the uh, accurate information, uh, this can lead to unnecessary fears and anxiety. So I think it's extremely important for parents to communicate openly and to ensure that their children have uh, a clear and truthful understanding of the situation. Uh, Even though children may be small, as you mentioned, uh, and that's a common factor that that is often dismissed, that they do not know what is going on. But children can actually pick up on tensions and stress within the family. And even if they don't fully understand, that's even if they don't fully understand the cause, but they do know something is happening. So again, by openly discussing the impending divorce, Parents can help to alleviate some of the anxiety in their children uh, and reassure them that they are still loved and cared for. And your question about when should this be done, uh, the timing of this conversation is critical. Uh, It's important Mm -hmm. that parents choose an appropriate moment and uh, and often they could, if they feel that they're not going to be able to do this in a an amicable manner, in a mature manner, then they could involve a third party or even a mm. professional, a psychologist or a counselor. And uh, so, so this would be very beneficial in helping the children uh, navigate their emotions during and after this divorce process. Yes. And I received a message right now from one of our listeners asking, um, please, if you can comment on what she's going to say. She says, you know, there's a very popular saying that goes uh, that I'm staying in the marriage for the sake of the children. But her belief is, as someone who is divorced with children, that 
that is the biggest lie you tell yourself because you are not setting an example for your children positively of what a healthy marriage and relationship should be like and she's asking um for you to please comment on that I agree with that comment 100% and it's very common. We hear it all the time that parents will say, but we're staying in it for the sake of our children. It doesn't matter. We will live our separate lives, but uh, we want to be both actively involved in our children's lives. Now, that's where the problem starts because these yes. you can't live together if you have disagreements, whatever the cause of the uh, reason for wanting to divorce may be there. Uh, you can't live and pretend that that problem is gone because you made a decision mm -hmm. to stay in the marriage for the sake of the children. That problem is going to be between the parents and they are going to be constantly fighting, arguing, disagreeing, and it can get, it can get very heated up. And then who is watching all of this? The children. Yes. They become witnesses to this toxic relationship and instead of being positive role models for them, remember, uh, the child's first school is their home, a family, first their parents, the family, and the home. And that is where we, we learn all the important values of life, to respect each other, to love and care for each other, how to communicate with each other, um, all of these values and skills of life, important skills of life, are already uh, modeled in the family, which is the first school of the child's life. And if that's not going to be modeled positively, this can create problems for the child in their own life, in the way that yes. they would relate with their friends, with their, uh, as they grow up, with their colleagues eventually when they get married with their partners and spouses. So to, I hope and that answers your, your, your yes. question. I fully, fully agree with you as well. You know, being a, being a teacher and somebody who works with children as well, I mean, you see it as well as a psychologist. When children come, they mimic the behavior of their parents. I mean, like you say to them, your parents are your be-all and end-all. And we do know, you know, the mother and father are the children's first teachers in life and will always be. And it's very, very important. You know, another very important part I would like to bring up is like when you say, um, when there's a divorce where, you know, there may be domestic abuse, violence, or, you know, obviously disrespect children, Children get to see that. Children get to see. Mm. They, they get tired of the arguments. They get tired of the fighting. I mean, I know of children um, in my teaching experience who used to lock themselves up in the room because they mm. didn't want to hear the screaming and arguing. And sometimes mm. they would draw pictures. And, you know, they would, they would actually, sometimes there were children who would only draw a picture of themselves and their siblings. And we would ask them, where are your parents? Mm. And they would say something to you or not say something to you and often there were children that were led to believe that because they were naughty their parents don't want them anymore and they don't want to be with each other why why would somebody do something like this to a young child because what are your thoughts on that where children like in this case we a, a child you know for my example is, is an educator drew a picture with him and his siblings and no parents yeah so, so, that, mm. it, you so tell we, us use more? That, we use that a lot as projective, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, allowing us to get information about the child's life using projective drawings. And that a story can tell you a lot. 
you know, it just shows the disconnection between them and their parents. Uh, it, it, a, a family, a child, when they draw their family, uh, the idea of a nuclear family as we understood it in the early days, it's changed a lot now, right? Now you get the blended families, the divorced families, all of yes. that. But the idea of a child with a parent, meaning uh, with the, both their parents and themselves, and of course the other siblings and being in a house, often they'll draw you pictures of the house. They'll even draw you pictures of their pets, if there are pets there. They'll yes. draw you pictures of their favorite toy in the picture. Now, all of that will uh, portray something positive, some stability, secure uh, family environment. But now from the one that you explained and described is where the parents are excluded in the picture. So it shows how dissociated they are from the parents. And because of the probably the fighting and the arguing and the, if there's abuse and all of that. So that's why, again, going back to the earlier question, it becomes a toxic environment. And the hmm. child can't live. The ch we are it, it, all of us are built with an with an inborn and inherent sense of purity of fitra. So when you witness this happening in your household, you know from inside instinctively this is not right. There's something amiss here, and and you don't feel good in your being, in your in you know in your inner being, and that is why you will retreat. Or you'll go away, you'll leave the house. If you're a bigger child, you'll leave the house. You're going to find uh, solace, comfort, love, uh, sense of belonging, all that from outside sources. And that can also become mm. a huge problem because then yes. you could get involved with the wrong company. Uh, they could uh, get involved with drugs and all other unsavory kind of uh, elements. So, so this is what happened. So I think, you know, you rightly described it where there's a disassociation between them and the parents when the situation is volatile in the home. Absolutely, and it all boils down to communication and open communication with the parents. You know, they always say you can divorce your spouse, but you can't divorce yourself from your child. So, you will always exactly. be the child's parent, yes. yes and that's yes. what, sadly, many people don't understand. And, you know, that also brings me back to another very important question, that now when we're dealing with older children, with teenagers, they're already dealing with hormones and adolescents and pressure and where do they fit in and now there's this news of divorce um, between their parents so obviously the approach that will be taken here will be different as compared to dealing with younger children how do you suggest um, parents should break the news of divorce to their teenage children because by now the teenage children already know they do know yeah most of the times they do know unless like we say parents pretend really really well but in their gut they know that everything is not all well at home what are your thoughts please no definitely uh i, I think uh, uh children are very advanced now so they're not like when we yes. grew up and our parents kept things away from us we sensed it we knew it but we were a different generation we didn't speak up you know that was the that, that old saying that children should be seen, not heard, and that type of thing. We were sometimes yes. even not seen. You know, apart from maybe getting to the lunch, I mean, the dinner table, and, and being out there just for the important stuff. Other than that, we had to just be sort of out of sight, you know? That, that was how we were raised. Things are very, very different now. Life has changed so much. Times have changed so much. But I think it all comes down to 
being open and honest when you talk to your children. It fosters a sense of trust between parents and children. And when parents share the truth about the divorce, it shows the children that they can rely on their parents for information and support during a, a difficult time. The last thing that parents should not be doing is run each other down in front of the other children. And this is yes. very common. It is very important for parents that are going through divorce to realize that with all the arguing and the fighting, like I said earlier, the children are in witnessing this. And, 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 and it's their first, again, I repeat, you know, this is their first school. So they're learning all of those things, um, uh, you know, all those values over there. So uh, I think, and, and, and like I said, it can have long-term implications in a child or a teenager's life later on. So I think it is important to find uh, a calm setting, uh, find a comfortable and a quiet environment where you can talk without any interruption. Uh, you need to ensure that the child feels secure and is allowed to express their feelings. Um, they should be allowed to ask questions, uh, say exactly what they're feeling, what they're thinking. Remember, there must be so much going on in their mind. And yes. uh, if, if they're not going to be able to ask you, uh, or you're not going to be open and honest and, and say this, you know, explain the situation as it is, obviously being age appropriate to younger children you'll explain it in a more simpler way and you won't give so much detail to teenagers you can give a little more detail but uh it just you know it gives them that sense of safety emotional safety it's very important and that is why mm -hmm. they should also be allowed to ask and express what they're feeling and the most important thing is when parents are breaking this news to their children, they should put their own issues aside for that moment. They should, because otherwise that's going to contaminate the situation. And they have yeah. to be adult about it and deal with this in a mature way. And because it, in the longer run, after the emotions have settled, the conflictual environment has settled, they will be co-parenting. And so that's will all go well for all of them. The last thing they should do is spring it on the child unexpectedly. You can't give the child surprises about something that's so important in their life and that is going to, uh, you know, change their life physically, mentally, emotionally, and psychologically. And uh, the, the most important thing when you are telling your child about the divorce, you need to reassure the children that at all times, both parents love them and will continue to be actively involved in their lives and emphasize that the divorce is not the child's fault and that both parents are there to support them emotionally. This is absolutely critical. I can't emphasize this any, any further. This is so well said. And, you know, I, I pray that our listeners are, are listening with their hearts, so to speak, because it's said, you know, I often say this word, I sort of created it myself, but growing up, you know, in that generation where you say children must be seen and not heard, and what will people say? So I call it loco hokehe syndrome. What will people say? Don't tell my children. Yeah. What will people say? Just hide it from this one. Hide it from that one. When you sweep things under the carpet, it only that, that, 
it just gets bigger and it gets worse. Exactly. And there will come a time where your child doesn't want you near them because they don't trust you. So mm. I think that's also very important, you know, if you can just, um, inshallah, after the ad break, speak about that, that nobody must know. Let's hide this. What will people say? I'm a failure. You know, we, we, we sometimes you hear of parents or, you know, like a couple who's divorced and they, they are going through their own emotions. We understand. But you have mm. children. So... How how do you sort of keep that balance where knowing that you may hate that other spouse for whatever reason, inshallah, after some time, Allah grants ease and afia. But at that moment, like you said, put your emotions aside for your children. So inshallah, we will be continuing after the air breaks, Sister Zora. Lots of other pertinent points we will be talking about. Step parenting, co-parenting, do's and don'ts when what child is visiting the other parent. And also when one parent remarries, what happens then? Inshallah, my beloved listeners, Please don't go away. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my beloved listeners. A'udhu billahi minash shaitani rajeem. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Today we are talking about the impact of divorce on young children and teens with my guest, Sister Zora Ismail Suleiman, who is a counseling psychologist, co-founder of the Gift of the Givers Foundation, as well as the director of the Gift of the Givers Careline Counseling Project. A topic that is very uncomfortable, but something that has to be discussed because it is the reality of today's world. It is the norm of today's world. And the biggest lie we tell ourselves is, I'm staying in this marriage for the sake of my children. No, you're not. You are staying in this marriage because you are afraid of moving forward and you are not setting the benchmark of a means of your children to understand what is a happy marriage how should they behave as a married woman as a married man and their views on relationships will be very toxic so we cannot fool ourselves we need to be realistic during the ad break i received a quick call from someone saying maybe aisha please 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 ask uh, sister zora um you know to please discuss the importance of adult children dealing with the divorce of their parents because she's of the opinion because she's somebody who has been divorced many years ago has adult children has remarried um, her partner uh, her husband has adult children as well and she says you know i thought having adult children will be easier with remarriage i actually find it harder and um my response to her was i will obviously pose this question but also remember every family uh, situation is different um sister zora what are your thoughts on your that's a very important point that uh, Sana asked, uh, you know. Often you think that older adult children, they fine. They can move on and, uh, and that they are not affected by this. But I think a child will always be your child no matter how old. And, and, yes. and I think, you know, for all the, um, the uh, you know, um, you, you mentioned that uh, we'll talk about uh, if there's a remarriage, how should it be done? Yes. So remember when I started, I spoke about how should the divorce, the information about the divorce uh, be broken to the child or the children, right? Yes. That's very important. Yes. We don't know how that was done in this particular case, right? It might have been done in a very damaging way. Uh, there might be a lot of bitterness between the husband and wife, although the, they are divorced. I'm not sure how old the adult, adult children, how long ago this divorce was, which means that there yes. was a period after the divorce that child grew up in the situation where the parents were divorced. We don't know how the two parents 
navigated that situation? How secure and stable did her adult children feel in uh, the situation where their parents were now divorced? Uh, how mature were the parents about it and not using the children as pawns in the middle? And so, uh, yes. and then when the parent plans to remarry either of the parents, even that has to be done in a very carefully thought out way because you can't just now that the child again the child thinks that the parent whether it's if they're living with the father and the father is marrying uh again they'll think that that mother is they have that fear that that mother must not replace uh their mother and vice yes. versa yeah so they do feel threatened they do feel uh uh concerned that uh, now the parent is not going to love them anymore or as as they did before because now they have another person in their life. So it all depends on how all these things have been navigated and managed through the lives of our children as they're growing into adults. If it is done uh, in a positive way, if it's done... Uh, with passing on proper information to the children, being honest, being open, including them in some of the important decision-making, because obviously it's their lives that are involved and their lives that are implicated. So again, if that is done in that way, then you are mitigating the damage that can be done to a child's life. If it hasn't been done in that way, then that's how you end up with adult students who are very angry or uh, they're unhappy about the parent, either one or both moving on, uh, because there's unresolved issues. Yes, yes. I just received another message right now, but I'm just going to call out this message and then I'm going to continue with our discussion because there's lots of impertinent points we need to discuss. I received a message right now that when children are older, like adult children, and they have hostility towards either parent or towards a parent remarrying or both parents remarrying, these children also need counseling. And these children also need to understand that now they are being selfish because they have probably witnessed their parents not happy together. And now mm -hmm. seeing their parents happy with other people, they should be grateful because they have their own lives and they should just accept it and move on understanding that it's not about them. It's about their parents being happy, but their parent will always still be their parent. I think that's well said. Alhamdulillah, this uh, actually comes from a brother. Not 100% Aisha. Okay. So to, just say, mm -hmm. to just say that, you know what, they must appreciate this and they must be grateful for this and, uh, you know, they, they need to understand that the parents need to move. That that part is 100% true. The parents must also, yes. need, the parents also need to move on with their life. But like you mentioned earlier, maybe there was anger issues or hostility towards either one yes. of them, right? Now, all of those things need to be resolved before either yes. one of these parents enter into a new relationship. And even when yes. they enter into a new marriage, again, this needs to be mediated with open communication, honest trust, uh, explaining to the child that uh, I'm not going to love you any less now you're important in my life uh, love is you know a, a human being has the capability to love uh, more than one person and uh, or if, if one partner 
if that marriage didn't work out, it doesn't mean that you have your ability to love another uh, partner as as a marriage partner. You know that that possibility is still there. And but the important thing is how was this managed with the children? If it hasn't been managed well, then you are going to have these problems. And that's why it's going to be anger. So we can't say. Uh, they need to understand and they need to appreciate it. They need to be grateful. If these things have not been managed well, then you're going to run into those kind of problems. But if you have managed it in a positive way, then that child will understand that my mother and my father both were not, you know, they, they were good people, both good people, but just yes. that they were not the right people for their marriage. And now found yes. a more compatible partner and they are happy and when they are happy they're going to be uh in their behavior in in everything uh i'll go in their relationship with us is going to be positive because they are happy they're feeling at peace uh you know they have a sense in a uh context all of that and and that's how it will it will come out in their relationships with their children Absolutely. There's like a lot of change taking place and everyone, you know, we don't like change. Generally with human beings, we, we know there's always constant change, but we do get afraid. So what yes. I think is very important for us now, for you to please advise on the do's and don'ts um, that, you know, parents um, need to be aware of. You know, now here's the scenario, right? Parents have young children or maybe teenage children and um, they divorced and now there's a co-parenting plan, as you mentioned before. So let's, let's, just, let's use this example where the parents maybe stay in the same vicinity right um often there's these you know there are these examples where based on the anger and unresolved issues one parent will constantly badmouth the other parent and he's or her family and extended family and it's all this negativity then a child comes back and the other parent says what did you eat what did they give you where did they do where did they you know like those things are very very toxic so can you please give a guideline of you know when your child now you got this daughter and son or maybe one child and the child's now going to the father maybe the parenting plan was for a weekend or a holiday or whatever it was do's and don'ts please and it works both ways, vice versa, for the father and the mother, do's and don'ts. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to go through something that we use with our parents when we are doing uh, divorce mediation, right? So so first of all, communication is key in everything, in every aspect of uh, the parent's life and the children's life. So both parents should communicate openly and respectfully with each other. I think that would be the first starting point. They should both share information about the child's routine, activities, medication, and any changes in the child's life. Let's say the child's, the the co-parenting plan is is that the child goes to the one parent every second week and stays with the other parent every second week. But let's say every day the child has to go for some extracurricular activity. And and I know like here in the schools, in the first term, you'll do one activity, maybe swimming. In the second term, you might be doing soccer, cricket, or whatever. So when this happens, you both parents need to inform each other about uh, those changes, right? You need to establish a method of communication that works for both parents. It could be email, a text message, or a shared parenting app, right? Or please, the, the, the last thing that parents should not be doing 
is communicating via the child and use the child as a messenger. They must talk to each other directly so that there's no misunderstanding and there's always clarity about what's what's going on with regards to the child. Uh, Consistency is is very important. A child feels safe when there's structure and predictability and that promotes stability in the child's life. So it's important to maintain consistency in the parenting style, in the rules between the separate households, and in everything possible, because often you'll hear good parents, bad parents. So either the child goes to the father on the weekends and he's with the mother in the weekdays. So the mother has to be the disciplinarian and the one who's got structure, routine. But the moment they go to the father, then it's weekend and all the rules are thrown out the window and, you know, they can have more sweet treats or uh, privileges or things like that. And, and often parents do that, whichever one they are with, they compensate. So they do these things yes. and they think that they're helping the child or they making up for the child so the child doesn't feel that they love them any less now that the divorce has happened. But uh, it, 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 it's important that they keep a consistent schedule between both homes. And that gives the child a sense of stability and, uh, and uh, you know, and it, it, that, that's very important. Uh, the times, there has to be cooperation between the two parents. Um, uh, it, it's important that uh, they collaborate on major decisions and, and they must be flexible. Uh, they must attend school events, performances, other significant occasions together to show support for the child. Now, quite often in a divorce situation, the parents have got so much of bad blood between them and they are fighting mm. constantly at each other. And then the children, they're using the children to get back to each other. So they need yes. to be, with, with regard to the children, all other issues need to be put aside and they must cooperate 100%. They need to respect each other's boundaries and personal space. They need to avoid confrontations in front of the child. And they should discuss uh, disagreements privately. On this note of boundaries, because there's extended family on both sides, the child will be going and visiting grandparents, family, uncles, cousins, all of that. It's very important that those families, like you mentioned earlier, they should not be probing and finding out also what happens at home. So if you go to the father or the uh, grandparents, so, so uh, the grandparents, so who's this man? What does he do? And uh, a, a kind uh, question the child in all sorts of ways, but inciting a dislike for that new parent, new step-parent. So I think yes. boundaries are very important. Each spouse needs to make it very clear with their extended families that when the child comes here, be a normal grandparent, uncle, aunt, cousin. Do not ask about uh, personal issues. And ensure that the child, yeah, carry on, Aisha. 
I said it is hundred percent correct because that was going to be my next question. That how can extended families offer support? Because like you say, there's grandparents, there's uncles, there's aunts, there's cousins, mm -hmm. and and like you say, this communication must also go on. Uh, you know, like like you say, we we say a parent, uh, there's a couple that's divorced. The man has to have this conversation with his family to say, you know, please do not do X, Y, and Z when my child comes or my children come. You are making things worse for me and the child, which again. Yeah. And you meet people that they don't like conflict, so they just let things slide, and then there's fights on both sides, and and you know um, that makes it very difficult for children. Because again, you would know as a psychologist when people come to you or when you're searching with children, they're gonna say this to you. You know, my nana said this about my daddy, or my dad said this about my mommy, or my this, and it's it's not helping. It's not helping anybody. It's just like this toxic behavior is going. Where they come from yes. that weekend or that holiday back to the other parents' home, they carrying all of this with them. And they feel quite heavily burdened about this emotionally because they look yes. at their parents, whichever parent they are with, this parent is still caring for me, looking after me, loving, all of that. Now, grandfather or grandfather or uncle or whoever said something negative about my parents. And for the child, you're creating confusion in their mind. And, yes. and that's not fair to do that to the child. So... Uh, so again, that that they extend, I think both spouses, when a divorce happens, they need to be very clear with each side of the extended family about how uh, the communication and the boundaries are going to be set when this child or children are going to be going to and fro between the two families. The other thing that I wanted to mention, because the child is moving between two households, it's very important that the child has familiar belongings on both sides just so that the child has a sense of continuity. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving on a Saturday morning to go to my one parent's home, and then everything is different there. And then on Sunday evening, I get come back shipped again to my parent where I'm going to be staying for the week and being going to school and that. It's a completely different environment. So there must be something that's common on both sides, uh, which gives them that sense of, of belonging on both sides and a sense of continuity from the one into the other. And uh, emergency planning, emergency planning in co-parenting is very, very important. Uh, all emergency mm -hmm. contact information, medical records, all that should be shared by both. Uh, both parents should know about medications, times that patients need to be administered, uh, and, and all sorts of important things in the child's life. If you ask me about the don'ts, again, I'll tell you, please, parents, use a uh, means of communication where you don't involve your children. Please do not use them as your messenger. Mm. And the other thing is, the one parent must not undermine the other parent, whether they are uh, by either side, or whether they are in the same uh, space, they must not uh, write each other down or criticize each other in the presence of the child. This can create con further confusion and stress for the child. And don't make yes. last-minute changes. Stick to the agreed-upon plan as much as possible. If things change, communicate the changes. If it's going to be late or if you cannot make it this weekend, because the child has an anticipation. And yes. those plans change at the last minute. It can be very, very uh, disappointing for the child. Um, mm. I think one last important thing there is, 
do not dismiss or disregard the child's feelings about either of the parents. Encourage open communication about their experiences. So if the child has to explain, for example, that, you know, when I'm at home, uh, mommy is so strict with me and, uh, you know, I don't get treats and I've got to be in bed at a certain time. I can't use my tablet and whatever the rules may be. Instead of the father saying, yeah, mommy is mean and, you know, saying horrible things about her, he should say, no, it's important that whilst you are at school, it's important that you have a routine, that you sleep early, that you don't have too much screen time or whatever the case may be. Instead of running yes. and criticizing the other parents, because they like to be good cop, bad cop, you know. So, yes, uh, children can also yeah. be manipulative. True, manipulative. true. They're going to use one parent against the other when they want. Yes. They are yes. at doing that. And you want to avoid that. This is one of very important parts that I have to, um, you know, bring up right now. Um, you know, this is also something that I've, I, I've observed many times. So, so there's a couple that's divorced. This is the example, right? And the one moves on. Um, in, the, in, the, in the example that I'm using, the, the man remarries and um, gives a call or a message to, to the ex-wife saying, I'm making nikah on so-and-so day. Um, send the children. They need to be there for my wedding. And, you know, the woman would say... Um, are you not going to tell them about it? No, they're closer to you. You do that. That is not fair. That's my personal mm. opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it out there. Um, that is not fair. So now the, 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 the lady or the mother now, um, you know, has to, to break the news so-called to the children. They haven't met this other person, so there's all this anxiety about there. And you need to get the children to the nikah. Can you please... Talk about this and the importance of when either parent remarries, it could be the mother or the father. It's your responsibility to, to say this to your child. That's my thoughts. Can you please elaborate further? No, 100%. Just like, you know, in the beginning of we said that if there is a divorce going to be happening between the two parents, this needs to be communicated to the children as soon as possible uh, in the most appropriate way according to their age and... Uh, at the right timing and in the right calm environment. Exactly the same approach will be used for when either parent wants to remarry. Again, once yes. each parent wants, either of the parents knows that this relationship with the other person is becoming serious and that they are looking to commit to a long-term relationship, which is marriage then they need to start involving the children, even the ex-spouse to some extent. Not personal details, but to talk about this is what I intend doing and uh, this is how the new living arrangements are going to be and I would appreciate your cooperation in this regard. Um, and then the children, of course, are very important that whichever the spouse is, whether it's the mother or the father, to find the time mm -hmm. to break the news to the children, to communicate openly and honestly and say that they have found somebody that they are attracted to or they find compatible with, they enjoy the company of that person, whatever the case may be, explain to them, now planning to get married. Um, you know, we are allowed to get married again, and um, uh, but, but this is not going to change my relationship with you, I'm not going to love you any less. I am still your parent, 
and I will still be, and nothing will change. I will still be the active parent in your life. Uh, the only way the changes, the, the changes that there might be is maybe if um, he takes that wife somewhere or that husband needs to take the mother somewhere or, they, or there's something important that has to happen. And maybe for that period, the children may have to move to either of the parents. It's because you, it's supportive yes. parenting and cooperative parenting. And, and, and this yes. thing must be spoken to the children in the most honest and open way. You need to hear the children out. They may not be happy about it. They may feel that, oh, now who is this person who's going to be my new mother or father? Uh, yes. I don't know them. And, and, and the parent who is going to be getting married needs to be open about it, that I must be open to expecting negative responses from my children. And it's okay. Mm. And that they take those negative uh, responses. Say to the child, I understand. Uh, it's, you know, you must be feeling that now this person is going to come and replace your father uh, or your mother. Uh, you need to say to them, assure them, you need to reassure them constantly that in, in terms of their parents, both biological parents will still be their parents, will still be there for them, will still support them, and all of that. This new parent is just either one of the spouse's new marriage partner. And it's yes. equally important that you also try to build a relationship with your children and that new partner. Because yes, that's and I think that's going, going to be, be a whole nother show. Most exactly. definitely, most that definitely. going to be living in the house. Uh, certain things are going to be changed, you know, in terms of the house dynamics. The child needs to know oh, yes. about it. The child needs to also know from an Islamic point of view, we respect all people. So even although this is not your biological mother or father, but show the person respect. You can call the person mommy, daddy, auntie, whatever, but just relate to them with respect. Uh, you know, be oh, kind, be I'm not expecting you to just expect them as your, accept them as your parent overnight. It's going to take time. It's going to be a process. Uh, when they yes. meet the parent, when they want to talk about this to the child, meet at a neutral place, like an ice cream parlor or a coffee shop or in the park don't do it in the house of of like mm. maybe still living in your house it, it might have a negative connotation uh with the new parents starting a new relationship with the step parents yes. so all of those yes. things are yes. very important to consider and and you know what if it can't be done uh, i would say consult a neutral person in the community or in your family like an elder or a person who who's good at mediation and if you yes. don't get that right all psychologists like yourself as well which yes. is very yes. very important then because you go to you know you professional uh, assistance yes. through the any professional. through the help of a psychologist or a counselor or somebody like that but it's Most very definitely very important to navigate this uh, positively uh, you know give it thought and do it in a proper way so that you can uh, you, you can uh, reduce the amount of anxiety or distress in the child's life. Definitely. I can't thank you enough for this 
pearls of wisdom. Jazakallah khairan so much, Sister Zora. Unfortunately, we've reached the end of the show. Inshallah, I'm going to be um, troubling you for more shows in the future because, I mean, so many things that I have learned that I can take back as well. May Allah reward you in abundance. May Allah bless you with continued success and accept all your beneficial duas. Inshallah. Jazakallah khairan so much, Sister Amen. Zora Suleiman. To our listeners, for your positive Ameen, feedback. We Ameen, pray to Allah Ameen, that you can learn from this. Ameen. Empower yourselves. And, you know, inshallah, we create happy, healthy families. Inshallah. That's my time up from me, Bibi Aisha Laheem. I'm dynamic sound engineer, Ziyad. We wish all of you a beautiful week ahead. Kindly remember all of us here at Radio Islam International in your duas. Until we speak again next week, Saturday. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.